It's a poor sort of memory that only works backwards. What sort of things do you remember best? Oh, things that happened the week after next. For instance, now, there is the king's messenger. He's in prison now being punished, and the trial doesn't even begin till next Wednesday. And of course, the crime comes last of all. Suppose he never commits the crime? That would be all better, wouldn't it? You just listen to an expert from Alice Through the Looking Glass, where the White Queen can predict who is going to commit a crime and thus prevent it. Can predictive policing also be used in such a way, or does it lead to discrimination and inequality? Welcome to the podcast Innocent Unless the Algorithm Claims Otherwise, through which you will be introduced to predictive profiling. We will focus on the use of those algorithms in the Netherlands. In the end of the podcast, you will be given advice on what you can do to limit discrimination which happens by its use. There are two broad types of predictive policing tools. Location-based algorithms draw on links between places, events and historical crime rates to predict where and when crimes are more likely to happen. Thus, hotspots are identified where police can allocate more of its resources. Other tools draw on data about people, such as their age, gender, measure status, history of substance abuse and criminal record, to predict who has a high chance of being involved in future criminal activity. These person-based tools can be used by police to intervene before crime takes place. As you can probably imagine, such tools allow for targeting certain groups of the society by focusing on characteristics that are common among individuals from those groups. As UN expert warns two years ago, Technology is not neutral or objective. It is fundamentally shaped by the racial, ethnic, gender and other inequalities prevalent in society and typically makes these inequalities worse. In a paper on ethnic profiling from 2011, two professors from Arden University argued that characteristics such as skin color, ethnicity, nationality and religion are decisive factor when it comes to which individuals would be stopped by authorities for a check. There has been a significant increase of this so-called fear of the other since the events of 9-11 and the increase of immigrants. Algorithms, therefore, are used in a way which makes identification of potential crime perpetrator not directly based on ethnicity, but it uses this characteristic as a factor. Therefore, it becomes harder to claim that such a check presents illegal practice. There are two predictive profiling projects which are going to be addressed in this podcast. The first one is the Crime Anticipation System, which piloted in 2017 in Amsterdam. Dusan Manchia has researched this system and finds out that it identifies more hotspots based on the birthplace of the inhabitants outside the Netherlands. As she puts it, the moment you include data such as nationality and birthplace in a design like this, you consciously agree to discriminate on the basis of ethnicity. There is lack of empirical data that shows the benefit of using the caste system, and there is lack of transparency of how exactly algorithms work, but nonetheless this system is currently used nationwide. If you are still not convinced that the use of algorithm is a serious threat to the right to non-discrimination, then let me introduce you to the Sensing Project, which takes place in the in Roermond and was criticized by Amnesty International in their report We Sense Some Trouble. The police there was engaging in allegedly mass surveillance by tracking all the cars that were passing through Roermond daily. Algorithms were developed so that cars, which are likely to be used by mobile bandits, meaning people who come from other countries for a short period of time, to engage in pickpocketing activity 
activities are identified. The police allegedly even admitted that it is targeting the Roma minority and that they are expecting that those pickpocketers to come with a rented car from Germany or Belgium and would be at least four individuals in each vehicle, using it to reach the shopping center. Once certain characteristics were accumulated, a high risk profile was detected and alerted police officer had a choice whether to pursue a check. The problem here is that not only is a massive data stored without the consent of inhabitants and visitors of Rormund, but even without explicitly inputting Roma ethnicity in the algorithm, it is visible how the Dutch police force discriminates by presuming Roma people as more dangerous than other individuals, even though pickpocketing by them does not present a high percentage of the crime rate in this town. And this goes against European values, such as the presumption of innocence, as argued by the expert in this field, Peter de Angelis, and authorities should be held liable for it. Additionally, it has been visible that this is a common practice on the Dutch airports, where people of color are mainly the ones refuse access. Mr. Bamenga, a former city councillor for Eindhoven, has launched a case against the Royal Military Police for subjecting him to ethnic profiling. In his words, using color, ethnicity and nationality as a decisive factor in this algorithm is not only forbidden, but also very annoying. It is humiliating too. But do those proxies for race on algorithms actually help use the police resources more optimally? After researching, I was not able to find a proof that they achieved their goals. The Dutch government has not created agencies examining their effectiveness. Experts from University of Utrecht and Tilburg University come to similar conclusion. Even more, in the view of Dusant van Schie, those algorithms are self-fulfilling prophecy. Because once you are in the system, the authorities would constantly focus on you, leading to less and less favorable treatment. But what can we do as individuals to prevent such mistreatment on the basis of this so-called bias by design? The activist Bomega has launched a case with the support of Amnesty International and several other NGOs, raising awareness and questioning the validity of those algorithms in court will eventually lead to a judge ruling that proxies for race and ethnicity should not be used following a scandal from last year in the social welfare system where a failure of a biased algorithm left a lot of families without financial support, the Ombudsman looked deeper into the issue of ethnic profiling, but it was found that only one-third of individuals who were affected issued complaints to the authorities, and for a judicial change to occur, such claims have to reach the courtroom. An algorithm that discriminates cannot be considered a crime predictor as the White Queen. If we are against this unfair treatment, police report such behavior of the authorities and do not hesitate to contact the NGOs who want to make a change. Contacts can be found in the description.